Welcome to ICP with We. In the name of unrelenting hatred for Santa Claus, the undeniable sadness of the holiday season, and metaphorically decorating Christmas trees, this is our ongoing examination of the Insane Clown Posse. I'm Eric. And I'm Aaron. And today we're reviewing Psychopathic Records' 2010 album, Holiday Heat. Welcome in this holiday season. It is I, Aaron, and I'm here with some of my best buddies. Who are they, you may ask? Well, one of them's Chuck. Hi, Chuck. Whoop, whoop. Uh, the other one we'll get to in a second. I would like to welcome you on this special 76th episode. I'm realizing now that Eric, uh, whom I will get to in a second, uh, he actually emailed me over a Google Docs outline saying episode 74 outline it is that is incorrect no it's it's episode 74 we, we hit 75 last week yeah well technically though actually we hit 75 the previous week so i think this is 77 but oh my god our numbering convention is off because we did uh, that juggalo judgment that was episode 125 and then we did a 60.5 oh, and then a something 70.5 we did a couple half that's episodes. right we're, that's so, right we're stupid okay. so 74 74 of 77 77 of 74 74 of 77 yeah. 77 of 74 correct well there's that explanation and we'll get to him in a second guys i, I want i want to ask you something so I like to play this little game with my, and Eric doesn't, Eric doesn't even know this. I like to play this little game with myself and, and purpose. It makes it sound like you're like playing with your dick while we record. I don't know. <laughs> I like to play this naughty little game with myself. Uh, listen, guys. While I have my dick in my hand, I like to. <laughs> so I like to play this naughty little game with myself. I pull out my dick. I hold it in my hand while we record. And then while I'm holding my dick in my hand, I like to purposefully not read the in the name of line until we're actually recording it. So I can see if I can get like a, a solid cold read right there. Um, and today was incredibly difficult. I, you know, what's really funny. I, <laughs> that was, I well, wondered yes. if, if that was a cold read and I was like, man, he fucking nailed that. That was a clean read. Thank you. I was going to ask, I was going to ask what, how did I do? Because that was a cold read. And I cannot believe how much I nailed that read. That was insane. And that is, an, I, I made an intentionally complicated line to read yeah see and, and 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 i was in like halfway through reading this so i was like god damn it eric <laughs> <laughs> i was like see you play a little be. game and so do i 
Yeah, I was like, does he know? Does he know that I'm cold reading these? Is he fucking with me with this one? No, I totally fit. Yes, I was, uh, and I totally figured you were. Hey, congratulate me, guys, for that cold read. Uh, thank you. Uh, guys, co-host with the co-most. You heard his name in the intro. Well, you heard him talk. Uh, you just heard him talk right now, in fact. Uh, co-host with co-most, Eric. Eric, how are you? I'm I'm doing pretty well. I wish people could have heard the way this episode started before as we were going into the intro. Uh, Go. I'll go when I'm ready, not when you tell me to. (laughs) That's not how this works. You don't tell me when to fucking go. I started. I apologize. And then you follow up. I'm the one running the fucking show here, fella. You know, I I see that now. Welcome to ICP with we. Uh, it gets cut off. It just this just starts the way you think an episode always starts, but that's not how our conversation actually starts. With me pulling out my dick. That's how I mean. That's how every episode starts. But I'm doing well. I'm doing fine. I'm doing good. Had Grand an interesting. Even week here i was uh back in dallas again uh for work this past week and then uh that's why this last couple episodes have gone up late just because work has been hectic and uh, hopefully people aren't like oh these guys are falling off they're not they're not releasing episodes regularly we still are we just you know things get fucking busy sometimes that's how it is but we're still cranking out that content for you uh yeah fuck you also, last night, I I recorded a guest spot on the next Juggalo Roundtable episode, and that was interesting. Uh, I'll be curious to see how the edit turns out on that one. Uh, and also, I bought an original OG Xbox, so I've been fucking with that a little bit. Those are my big Oh, things. nice. Uh, what's been happening with you? I know some of it, but maybe everybody doesn't know what's been going on with you. You, I believe, you you rode SpaceX to space this past week. Yes, I, uh, so I got there thinking that they said space sex, and mm. I thought, hey, I'm in, but it was space X. You just got to space, and it was all your X's there, and you were like, what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> I thought you all lived in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> you know that song, all my X's live in space. Ain't that the truth? Man, how weird would that um, be? You get up to the International Space Station, and it's just all your X's there on it, and you're like... Oh, this is weird. I don't think I think it'd be a mostly deserted space station for me, honestly. Oh, it would be a, a interesting uh, reality show. I would I would see a reality show where they just put one guy and all of his exes up in space. Yeah, totally. Or vice versa. Buzz Aldrin could host. Mm, maybe not. He's still alive, right? Is he? Didn't he die recently? I, I don't know. I, I could have sworn he died a year or two ago. No, I uh, guess he's still alive. Buzz Aldrin. I guess Buzz he, Aldrin. He, no, he's still alive. I was wrong. I thought that he passed away, but I guess not. He's uh, 91. All right. Well, we got to start shopping this around because we need to at least film a pilot with him before he uh, dies. Well, who's going to be you the co-host? You want to know what would be fun? What I think would- it'd be very fun if... 
Buzz Aldrin passes away this week while this episode is still being edited. I don't think that's funny. I think that that would turn out to be very inconvenient for us nah. and make us look bad. It would no it'd make um, him look bad. Fucking <laughs> pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 you're going to die within the week <laughs> talking about you. Oh, what a fucking pussy. <laughs> you're afraid to host our fucking reality show. Fucking loser. Yeah, you fucking loser. Take the easy way out. Yeah, uh, good job landing on the moon in Studio 67 <laughs> on the Sony lot. Actually, in 1980, the Flat Earth Society alleged that the moon landing was staged with Walt Disney funding and was directed by Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> oh, my I don't gosh. Know. Well, I'm glad Guys, this is completely off the rails. A, yeah. That took a wild turn. That <laughs> yeah. took a... We're, Way more wild turn than usual. We're totally here for Christmas shit this week. What are we talking about? Yes, I have no clue. Uh, anyways, yes, my week was good. Uh, I was out and about with my former band, Ballista, doing merch with them, uh, for them rather, while they were touring with Death Before Dishonor and Madball. Madball. Which was very fun. Is Madball named after that toy that looked like a baseball with ugly faces on them? You remember those mad balls? Well, considering that the, their logo is that. I guess so. Now that I think about it, I guess I have uh, seen that. Yeah. But which came I'm first? I'm actually not familiar with mad the, ball. Well, I'm actually not familiar with the toy. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't, I don't think I am. It was an Maybe 80s. Maybe if I see a picture. It was an 80s thing. Here, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you a smixture. Please do. All right. Let's see here. They're called mad balls. I'm not familiar, and I really want one. Yeah, it's a Actually, thing. I really want 20. You need them all. You know what? Madballs, uh, I want to say that was around the same time as Boglins. Do you know what Boglins are? God, no. Okay. Well, there was I, there was an era where, like, ugly-looking toys were a thing, and these were kind of like puppets. There, I just sent you a Boglins link. I had one as a kid, but they made, like, big ones that you could like control the eyes and move them around. And then like smaller ones that were simpler mad balls and boglins were, were two hip toys when I was in grade school. Okay. Now I want King. Okay. I want King Dwork <laughs> just because of the name. <laughs> well, but also like, if you look, if you look at the link that you click, uh, that you sent me, yeah. like the second one in, he's just kind of like posed with his hands, like to the side, like, Hey, what's up? Yeah, he kind of is. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, Hey, what? what's are up, they guys? making these again? It looks like they're showing up as in stock on look, you can buy one for 47, one on $46 on target. What the hell? Yeah, 45 on Amazon. They must be remakes. They must be like uh Yeah, here's a uh, vintage one from 1987 uh selling on Mercari for 220. Yeah, that seems about right. Yeah. Shit. You could even buy them on GameStop's website. I guess this is a a thing oh, they're look back. At that. I really want Okay, hold on. Dark Lord Blobkin is pretty special cuz he's got that that like House of Crazies pumpkin paint on his face. Oh, yeah. Everybody can't even see what we're looking at, but go look up Madballs, the toy. Look, just go to Google, type Madballs toy, and then look at images. And then also, when you're done with that, 
look up Boglins, B-O-G-L-I-N-S toys, and look at the pictures of those. There's also commercials and stuff. Like, go watch all that shit. And then wonder why toys suck now. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I'm reading a description of King Dwork actually on GameStop's website. Having risen through the ranks of the Jokers, King Dwork, who was found to have crea- created some of the most notorious practical jokes in Boglin history, was finally made King of the Jokers. Oh, my gosh. Is this is, he, are they part of the Dark Carnival? Is this canon? He deposed the old king with a whoopee cushion, a banana peel, and a water balloon. <laughs> what the hell? He assumed the throne with a boisterous fart that was heard throughout the kingdom and was cheered by all his followers. <laughs> Oh my, oh my god. god. Many women and children were incapacitated by the fumes <laughs> and needed to be resuscitated. <laughs> this is guys, I'm reading this from GameStop's website. Uh I'm sure they got that information directly from uh, the manufacturer. Somebody wrote this. Uh somebody wrote this. We should have a, a sweepstakes for somebody to win a King Dwork Boglin. Oh my god. You know what? Then I'll go ahead and put a second one in my cart. <laughs> I I was going to order one. Oh, that perfect. Oh my god, King Dwork himself, guys. Oh my gosh. Cannon in the Dark Carnival. They've got Dark Lord Blobkin on GameStop site too. They have a whole bunch of different ones. There's one there's Holy one called shit. Crazy Clown and it's got clown paint on. Wait, hold on. Okay, let me go. Hey, remember when you said uh, this will be a naturally short episode? Uh, I guess not. Holly, crazy clown. Look at this one. This is cool. It is. And it has a tail? They all have tails. Wait, hold on. They all have tails? Yes. Oh, I love them so much more now. (laughs) Fuck. Oh, toys are buy two, get one half off right now on GameStop site. Like, I could buy two sick. Oh. I could buy Blobkin and King Dwork or Blob and Crazy Clown. Man, Dark Lord Boglins. Ooh, Bo- Boggo Bones. I, that one's pretty sick. That one is dope. It glows in the dark. Oh, Blobkin and Boggo Bones haunt the no boglands in the Valley of Doom. No Boglin dares oh, to set no. hand or tail there. So oh, treacherous no. and evil are these two that they are known to steal small boglins and carry them off to the valley. Whoa. Whoa. What the fuck is happening? Am I about to buy some boglins? I think, I think, I think, you know what? We're about to make an investment into our future. <laughs> and in a boglin investment. Oh my God. The clown one is so fucking ugly. I know. Although, honestly, King Wart is pretty ugly as well. They're all ugly. King Wart sucks. I just read his uh, thing. <laughs> He's stupid. We hate King Wart. Fuck, Fuck King that Wart. guy. All right. Let's, let's get right, back let's to Let's get it. back on track. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. We got to talk about some holiday heat. And when I say holiday heat, I mean the fact that it was like 80 degrees in Texas yesterday. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> global warming 
Holiday Heat, a comp album. This is what we're here talking about today. And it's during the holiday season. How about that? How about it? Uh, so, Eric, get us in the holiday mood by giving us some amazing facts about this album of compiled songs. Yes. And then get us in the holiday mood by sharing your favorite gingerbread recipe. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to start with the info about the album. And right off the top, we need to send a giant thank you out to to Mike, Straight Edge Juggalo from Juggalo Judgment, and also the homie Jiggles from Juggalo Roundtable, uh, friends of ours. And as I was researching this album, I was finding nothing. There's just not much info on the internet. Like, it's not that the album is a secret. There, The track listing is out there. The album cover is out there. There's just not much info on when it released, how it released, what was going on, where the tracks came from, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so Mike and Jiggles were super rad. They, they sent me some information about this, which helped me to research and figure it all out. I will tell, and if either one of them is listening... Since I was talking to them both, they they had some conflicting details on some of the tracks and stuff, but I think I got to the bottom of it all. So I think the info in this episode is relatively complete and correct. Uh, the ICP timeline here, we always talk about this in these supergroups. This is a compilation. It's not a supergroup, although there are plenty of tracks that fully fit the supergroup concept. There are very few songs on this that are just one artist. Most of it is right. multiple artists together on a track. So it's kind of supergroup E. But this released technically between the old shit and featuring freshness. But the two Jokers cards it's between is between Bang Pow Boom and Mighty Death Pop. So we're into the second deck era here. The The timeline here is pretty key. Because that old shit compilation released in May of 2010, and it's a bunch of really just songs from the 90s, not even the whole first deck, just the 90s. Uh, and the original release of the album we're reviewing today, Holiday Heat, actually was during ICP's old shit tour, which ran from mid-October to mid-December of 2010. During this tour, ICP played only songs from the 90s. They had a super minimal stage setup. They tried to play only small venues with no barricades. They were really trying to recreate the experience of, you know, their early day shows. Uh, and just for fun, I dropped their set list in here so you can see how fucking amazing it is. Oh, my God. This set list is dope. It is super dope. It's like so many good songs from that 90s era. Oh, absolutely. I mean, these this I would have I would have loved to see this so hard. Same, same. Uh, maybe we should go back in time and check out this show. Yeah, I'm. You want to do it real fast, like right now? Yeah, let's go. Okay, cool. Oh, oh my God, that was amazing. That that was worth the time travel. Oh I, wow, it was worth shitting our pants and everything. Didn't even. Matter. Oh yeah, no, my pants are a mess. You know what? <laughs> I think I'm. Eh, I don't want to go change right now. I'll just sit in it. Yeah, for the fuck rest it. Of the Let's show. just deal with it. That was amazing. Okay, cool. So uh, yeah, no, totally worth the pants shit. Yeah. Anyway, the uh, the reason we're talking about this tour is because if you attended the December seventeenth show in Worcester, Mass. And you brought a toy or like gloves, hat, scarf and stuff to donate to kids in need. And you take it to ICP's merch booth. They would give you on the spot a free Christmas CD called Holiday Heat, the one that we're reviewing today. Now, if you couldn't attend that show, 
ICP did provide a PO box where you could send your donations. And if you mailed in a donation, they'd send you a signed copy of Holiday Heat. Unfortunately, it wouldn't come till after the holidays. And it looks like those CDs went out uh, like around in February of 2011. So two months later. Okay. Which is not that bad. Pretty quick. Nah, not terrible. I don't know definitively if that December 17th show is the only one where you could do that. I wouldn't be shocked if it was just one because I can't imagine they're going to be hauling around piles of toys to every show. But it may have been more shows on that tour that you could do it. I don't know. But that's the one that I saw listed online. Now, the following year, uh, holiday of 2011, ICP did put this up to buy on their merch site, Hatchet Gear, for 10 bucks, And all proceeds went to local charities in Detroit. So that's pretty cool. Oh, nice. Uh, And like you said, this is a comp mostly consisting of previously released Christmas theme songs from numerous psychopathic artists, although there are a couple of new tracks. But I really think that the story of how this came about is cool. This is not the only time they've done charity stuff like this, but I love I love that they did that kind of makes the album cooler in my mind. Oh, yeah. No, I I think that that's great. I I really like the fact that they uh, they did that. Absolutely. Yeah. Is Worcester Sauce from Worcester, Massachusetts? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the only place they can make it. It's kind of like champagne. If it's not from Worcester, then you can't call it Worcestershire Sauce. I feel like you're mocking me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Very interesting stuff. I I like this. uh, Yeah, I I like the fact that they did the, uh, the toy drive thing. I remember us talking about that. Uh, I don't know if that conversation made it on a podcast or if that was just an in passing thing, but I remember us talking about that, them doing that a long time ago. And I know that they have done it multiple times as well. Um, yeah. So it's, it's fun watching people do it. And you're right. It does make the album feel cooler. Yeah. I think we talked about it around some of the songs that were on one of the forgotten freshness albums, one of the later ones, because there was one with a uh, Rudy singing on it and the songs, there was like two songs that were on a, a single that they were giving out. If you made charitable donations at the one show, they did a charity tour or something. So we did, we have talked about right. this concept before. Yeah. Perfect. Um, well, hey, let's go ahead and talk about our actual uh, review. Hey, wait, you forgot to tell us your favorite gingerbread recipe. I was really counting on it. Now what the fuck is my family supposed to eat this Christmas? I guess I'll have to hit up my friend Google. Um, well, hey, let's go ahead and talk about our actual uh, review uh, and, and start by giving it a Fago score. Still no. Uh, you keep trying, but that's not how we're going to do. Oh, it's a, do you want to start it a different way this time? Let's start with the album cover. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, we can do that. Um, album cover, guys. So what we're looking at here is green background with red flames. It's like uh, wrapping paper that's being burned away. Uh, and you see the it's tinged on the sides. And you see the red flames. Uh, this says psychopathic records, uh, holiday heat. You got the flaming hatchet man logo and then a flaming hatchet man logo. Yeah. In the center, that's actually inside a Christmas tree, which is being burned as well. So clearly the whole house is being burned. Christmas is ruined. I, I like your description of this because it perfectly illustrates my notes because this is a very 
busy and visually confusing cover. It took me a long time looking at it. I never, until I like sat down and like really looked at it and went, what do I think? I didn't realize that it's a Christmas wreath hanging on a wall that's on fire with the logo in the middle of it. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, Jesus. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but it doesn't... Huh. If you look at it, you can see it's like a wreath with some like ornaments, like bulbs on it. Yeah, I see. I assumed because of the ornaments that it was a tree, but yeah, a wreath makes a lot more sense. Yeah, it's a not a great cover. No, no, it's not. Very visually confusing, seeming as though we're looking at the same thing and we both got two, although slightly similar, very different yeah. uh, conclusions formed. With that being said, though, for like a free thing to give out for you know charity they could have done worse yeah let me clarify i think the quality of of the you know the layout and the cover is good it's it's professionally done it's just a bad design i think i think it's a visually confusing design that's all yeah it's a bad design i I would agree uh i don't have much else to say because i mean we don't have a photo of what the cd looks like or the inside or whether this sleeve or we do jiggle sent over the whole thing the cd is just green with flames on the edges and it says holiday heat in that font the inside is just the Uh flaming hatchet man and the back is pretty much the same as the front it's the green but it's got a track listing so it there there I don't think there's a big booklet. I think it was a two-sided card uh on the cover. Uh, the gotcha. the cover, okay. the reason I didn't send all the pictures is cuz the cover pretty much shows you everything you need to know. I got you. Okay, that that makes sense. That makes sense. Well, yeah. hey, uh Jiggles, thank you for sending that over. So, should we continue this review by uh giving our Fago score? We'll give the Fago score at the end. Let's go track by track now. Oh, track. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, we're going to start with a uh, familiar one. Yes. And that is uh, track number one, which is Santa's a fat bitch. We originally reviewed this way back in episode nine when we re- uh, reviewed a carnival Christmas yep. from 1994. So this is an oldie, uh, but one that we're familiar with. Eric, what are your thoughts? Uh, I mean, what can I even say about this song? This song spent five weeks on Billboard. I remember hearing promos for it on the real radio in the morning when I was in college. Like, crazy. This isn't just an iconic ICP song. I think this has transcended the the Juggalo world to becoming an iconic Christmas song. It might not be as big as Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You, but I do think that it's found its place in the Christmas pantheon. You know, I don't know if we talked about this when we did the review before, but I've always felt like this song is very directly inspired by Easy es Merry Motherfucking Christmas. I'm sure we talked about it. Um, that song released uh-huh. like two years ahead of ICP's Carnival Christmas. But again, this song stands on its own as a great Christmas song. What are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, I, I listened to it again. I still enjoyed it. I'm familiar with this song. And you want to know why? It's because... Last Christmas, I put it on my Christmas playlist Fuck because yeah. at that point we had already reviewed it. And I was like, this is now a Christmas song to me. Yep. That's uh, exactly so, it. I mean, this is not, this is not just a great ICP song. You're right. This is not just a great ICP song. This is a Christmas song. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I listened to Michael Buble sing a little Santa baby. And then I listened to Santa's a fat bitch afterwards. It's Christmas season, baby. I love it. Hell Yes. 
Well, let's move on to the next song, one that we have not heard before, and I'll admit it to you. I'm going to I'm going to give a little bit away. This is the song I when I listened to the album, I was most curious to hear what Aaron would think. This one is called Decorate Your Christmas Tree. It's by Twisted and Blaze. It was originally released on Twisted's Cryptic Collection Holiday Edition 2009. Tell us your thoughts. Uh, what the fuck are those vocal effects? <laughs> The robot parts. Yes. That being said, the chorus is very catchy. (laughs) Take your panties off and decorate your Christmas tree. That's only like the first chorus. I mean, there's a chorus. There's a second chorus. There's a post chorus. Yeah. Uh, The whole song is like call and repeat. It's almost like tiny little bits of verses, but like lots of chorus, lots of hook. Uh, and chorus three, by the way, is is the best chorus uh, simply because of you're going to have to put it in my ass because my coochie itch. <laughs> That's the grossest line. Oh, my uh, gosh. It, it, it sucks. It sucks. Uh, OK, outside of the robot part, which really fucking murdered this song for me. Um, I thought this song was really fun. You know, I, I'm glad that the entire holiday heat comp album didn't end up being this yeah but it's really good to have something like this on there because it's funny it's a joke and it's i mean it's just talking about having sex at yeah, christmas time it is you know what tell tell me you want to know what else oh what, 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 you know what this is a, this is actually an amazing Christmas song and deserves to be an iconic Christmas song. You want to know why? You want to know why? Why? Because baby, it's cold outside is the same thing, but way fucking worse. This at least is like, hey, there's an air of consent to it. Yeah, very upfront about intentions in this versus the other oh, one. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And and people listen to that stupid song all the time. Fuck that song in the ass. Yeah, fuck that song in the ass. Because it's coochie itches. Ew. <laughs> Eric, what were your thoughts? I mean, this is, this song is like all caps ridiculous. Like it is oh, <laughs> the yeah. second it comes on, <clears throat> the second it comes on, it's got your attention and you're like, what is happening? I wish this wasn't as catchy as it was because I do not want to have take your panties off, I'll decorate your Christmas tree stuck in my head all the time. But guess what? It's there. Uh, I mean, it's been it's been running in my head ever since we started talking about this song. So I can't help but listen to this song and picture a woman shaving her pubic hair into the shape of a Christmas tree, which is kind of funny. I don't, I don't think I like it. I don't think I get it. This uh, Anyway, this is a totally goofy, dirty club track this is this is absolutely and i think they they intentionally were trying to make a funny like goofing on club songs like this uh the robot voices perfectly fit in with that style like uh it just worked for me oh yeah yeah Um, i mean it adds to the bit right it's there's a point the whole part of it where i swear jamie is saying let me smack it like a reindeer hoe i don't know what that means do you smack reindeer yeah, I don't like maybe he means like how Santa probably whips them to get them going 
I don't know. Maybe that's, that's the only connection I could find. Uh, Yeah. The other thing that stands out to me is, so there's this, there's this woman's voice in different parts. You mentioned the one, uh, but there's also this, this part where she's saying, uh, when she says, you're going to have to put it in my ass because my coochie itch. That part. Thank you. Which is just the, like, gives you like chills kind of like, Oh God. It's hilarious, but there's also these, ooh, is that for me parts that she does that are super yeah. reminiscent of the, ooh, baby, you want me? You could get this lap dance here for free from that, what's that song? Lap Dance by N.E.R.D. Um, oh, yes. Ooh, is that me? Ooh, baby, you want me? Well, you could get this lap dance here for free. I, I don't know. I think this song is equal parts fun and horrible. Yeah, uh, I think that that is a, a fair summation. And I would like to think that they grabbed that lady and they said, okay, perfect. We want you to do the same voice that you did uh, in that one song. Uh, but here, can you read this, please? And then handed her a page paper that said, you're going to have to put it in my ass because my coochie itch. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, my goodness, guys. Uh, well, let's go ahead and move on to uh, track number three. Why not? This is a track uh, by ICP and ABK, uh, originally released as a free downloadable single in 2004, and that is a song called I Hate Santa Claus. What you got? Well, I think that this song is very much in the spirit of that original Carnival Christmas album, because this is a song about hating Santa because he never brings you any gifts, which is going to be a recurring theme throughout this album. There's one line that I really like, and Violent J says, uh, why do we need coats for kids if you're so badass? I think that's the best line in this song, because he's asking, why why are we donating to kids in need? Why are kids freezing and don't have coats if Santa can just bring any kid all over the world gifts and toys and clothes and stuff? Good, good line, good thought, yeah. uh, something that as a kid you don't consider, but any kid could probably figure out and go, hey, this doesn't make sense. Here's my neurotic uh, issue with this track, the thing that grates on my nerves. The hook is, Santa Claus, I hate you because. Now, they the way they say because is because, and it doesn't rhyme with clause, but it totally could, and I'm wondering why they don't rhyme clause and because. It just feels weird to me that they don't do it. Santa Claus, I hate you because it's weird. I don't that get it. That is kind of weird. Uh, what were your thoughts? Um, not a lot here. I uh, I thought that the beat was super cool. The flow started really well. It was fun. It, you know, it's about at the surface level. This is a song just talking about hating a popular figure that people would love, right? Uh, but when you get down to the uh, nitty gritty of it, this song as well as a lot of the other songs talking about not liking Santa Claus or wanting to do violent things to Santa Claus. Cause it's a very, very recurring theme in this album. Yes. In this and those other songs, when you get down to the nitty gritty of it, it's more looking at the concept of Santa Claus as a whole is kind of fucked up. Just things that people that are middle-class or well-off or whatever that, that aren't living paycheck to paycheck probably never even think about once that uh, a very, very large population of America and an even larger population of the world have to constantly think about. 
when the holiday seasons come up, you know? I like in these songs when they make that correlation. Because I think I do too. It's a it's a it's a little bit of social commentary that oddly is very much in the spirit of Christmas. It's not just a song killing Santa for the sake of killing Santa. It's metaphorically kind of killing Santa and going, hey, that's not what Christmas is about, right? Like, take care of each other, do better. It's not about getting gifts from some mystical person, or even it's not about buying gifts or getting gifts for people. You know, I I like that commentary. There are songs on here, at least one that I can think of, that has very little of that commentary and is just about killing Santa. And I'm like, why are they... I, you know, you're losing, you're losing the point of these, but I think this one, right. This one works. This one's good. It's fine. This one it, works. I like it. It's a, and, and, and this is a Christmas compilation album. That's what I'm telling myself. This is a Christmas compilation album. This is fun. It had a nice little message to say, but it, it the same th- thing. It's in the spirit of things. It's fun. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, fun to listen. To. It's no Santa's a fat bitch. No, I, that's for sure. Right. All and right. for damn sure is no decorate your Christmas tree. Definitely not. <laughs> well, let's move on to track number four. This is actually, from what I can tell, a new song for this album. This one is called Xmas List by the Axe Murder Boys. What'd you think? Um, I think this might be the first Axe Murder Boys song I've ever heard. Kind of kind of weird, right? Yeah, it's very weird. It's It was just okay. I think I, I don't know if I like the axe Mur- uh, yeah, axe murder voice yet after hearing this. Hmm. I guess the, what I'm saying is that this is my impression of not only this song, but axe murder boys. Cause it's the first time I've ever heard anything by him. And my impression was, yeah, that was, that was there. That was okay. I didn't like the beat. Uh, the course was pretty catchy. It exists. It's there. What about you? First off, there's no secret that I'm a big AMB fan. I like Axe Murder Boys. Um, huh. They're routinely one of my most listened to artists each year. I could have sworn I sent you a playlist at some point. Whether you actually listen to it or not, I don't know. This may still be the first Axe Murder Boys song you've ever heard. And there are elements of what I like from Axe Murder Boys and Young Wicked in this track. The flows are amazing. They sound fucking great on the verses. But this song sounds very much like psychopathic era Axe Murder Boys, which is good. Mm. Just not as good as the Magic Ninja era Axe Murder Boys, Young Wicked, James Garcia stuff. I think all their great songs, although there are a few good songs, uh, came after they left psychopathic. They're still very talented here. Uh, I think, you know, you heard a lot of Young Wicked, both production wise and singing wise on the Missing Link albums because he he played a big hand in a lot of that stuff. But this song is just okay. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the hook. The concept doesn't blow me away, but it feels it feels very them from this era. Uh, you know, I would have right. known where this fit in. Okay. So, but it's an okay song. It's an okay song. I remember you sending me that Suicide Boys playlist, but I don't remember if you sent me an Axe Murder Boys. Oh playlist. well, I'm gonna maybe I'll send it to you um, again, and you can go. Oh, okay, this is what they sound like. I mean, hey, if you have one, send it over. Why I have not? one. I'm sending. Um, it. perfect. Well, let's go ahead and move on to uh, next song, which is again going to sound a little familiar because this song uh, was reviewed by us again in episode nine. 
for the 1994 A Carnival Christmas review. Uh, this is Red Christmas by ICP. What you got? You know, I, I like this song. It's a fun song. We totally talked about it. If you want to hear our deep thoughts, go to episode nine and, and re-listen to it. It's a classic. It's not as good as Santa's a fat bitch, but it's a great companion piece. And it's a an interesting little nugget from that era of ICP, which was a very transitional era. I, I feel like we can practically skip this one unless you have something to say about it. Uh, not really. I mean, I, I, I enjoy it just as much as I did back then. It's that old ICP sound that uh, now weirdly feels nostalgic to me. Yes. It's great. It's great. I enjoy it. Well, let's move on. Well, let's let's move on to track six then. This one's called Ride a Holiday by the Psychopathic Riders. This was originally released in 2007. Uh, we think it might have been a Big Ballas Christmas Party single from that year. There's just not much info uh, around the Big Ballas Christmas Parties before a certain point, so it's hard to know. Right. Uh, this beat was jacked from Run DMC's 1987 classic Christmas in Hollis. I also included a quick link to look at the CD itself because you've got a holiday-themed Rida's image there. Pretty fun. What did you think? Yeah, so this is uh, is my thought. I'm glad that I'm starting off on this one. Here's the deal. I clicked the link for this CD, and I immediately thought, okay, a lot of people, a lot of Juggalos own rare shit because juggalos are are collectors sure yeah and and you know a lot of juggalos like to like to flex the the weird shit that they have yes and some may even have a crown jewel of weird shit i've decided i want to make this cd my crown jewel i i do not blame you because i want to find this I want to find this. I, I want this. To, I don't even listen to CDs. I want this CD. And I'm sure, I'm sure there has to be somebody listening to this that, that probably has one. Not saying give it to me. I, I or, or, or because this is, I'm sure, something that's pretty prized. But I want this CD. Let's talk. Let's at least open up the dialogue about it. Hit us up if you have this, because I really want to know. Yeah, I want to do a little roll call out there. Yeah. Um. Looks like there are none for sale on Discogs right now. Damn. Isn't that a bummer? There's a copy on eBay right now for $238. Outside of that, uh, first of all, this is an iconic beat. Their flows are solid over it. It's a fun It's a fun song. It, it sounds fun. They sound like they're having fun on it. It's a weird song uh, that's just this weird thing that people got in a weird way. You know, like that's how cool, that's how fun this song is. I thought the chorus was sick. There's a line referencing uh, being referred to as Rowdy Roddy Sniper, uh, which is a Rowdy Roddy Piper reference, which I thought was really good. I I enjoyed Rowdy Roddy Sniper. Yeah, good stuff. I I enjoy. uh, I enjoyed it. You know, when when we first, I guess I should say when it first came on, I was like, oh god, I I need more of a riders break than than what I got. But uh, as it went on, I'm like, nah, fuck, this is good. This is fun. Yeah, I kind of felt the same. Like, we've talked, I've talked a lot about how I'm not a huge fan of Rida's, but this is a great fucking track. This is the kind of thing that Rida's needs to do. Like, yes, it's still a Rida's track, but 
you've got this Christmas theming. They really lean into it. It allowed them to have some fun and do stuff different and keep it interesting. That hook, riders don't celebrate the holidays so all you ho-ho-hos can kiss the 12-gauge. That's fucking awesome. I I really liked this song. This kind of re-energized me on riders because I was like, this is cool. This is the kind of thing they need to do. This is the same configuration of Riders as Duck the Fuck Down, Duck the Fuck Down, which we just reviewed a couple weeks ago, the one with Boondocks. And I think having listened to Duck the Fuck Down and this song, this has got to be my favorite configuration for Riders. I think this just works. I think this is good. I, I thought yeah, this was a fun as hell song. Good. Yeah. Fuck yeah. This song was fun as hell. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to the next song then. Uh, and that is a song called uh, Psycho Killer. Uh, which was uh, by Twisted, originally released on Twisted's uh, Cryptic Collection Holiday Edition in 2009. This is likely an outtake from the Twisted album W-I-C-K-E-D. Eric, what you got? I've got a hefty amount of confusion because this is not a Christmas song. No. So I could understand... Okay, Twisted is going to drop a, a Holiday Edition Cryptic Collection, and they just happen to have this one song that they recorded. Maybe it's an outtake from their upcoming or most recent album or whatever. So go ahead and toss it on. It would still feel weird, but you'd go, eh, okay, they put one extra song on here. How did it migrate from their Christmas album to this Christmas album? Why is it here? I just, there might be something I'm missing. I think it's a cool beat. The song is fine that beat with the da 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 da, you could put christmas themed lyrics to it and would have a slightly christmas feel to it but it's totally not a christmas song i I don't know what else to say about it what did you think uh yeah so i thought i mean for a song it had solid flows it had a, a cool chorus but it was no in no way a christmas song and and you're right it's like they have a a a cryptic collection holiday edition and i now we haven't reviewed twisted yet i don't know what's on the holiday edition but i would assume there's probably a song that's more christmas themed than this one that they could have pulled yeah like three or four other songs on this cd yeah yeah that's true yeah that's true there are some of them on this cd i mean maybe they pulled it because it was a good song i mean because it is it's a good song yeah I I really like I made note I really like the beat I like the sax in the beat it sounded like you you know if you don't listen to the lyrics it might sound like a holiday song but uh yeah I was just a little confused as well and and I kind of also with the fact that it was called psycho killer which pretty much all of the other songs on the album have some sort of holiday theming in the name Mm -hmm. out you know save one or two I kind of went into this like it's called Psycho Killer. I don't know what is this a Christmas song? Um, and it turned out it wasn't. But it uh, yeah, th- those are my thoughts. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess it is now. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to track eight. This is the I don't want to say the final song, but it's basically the final actual song on the original X Carnival Xmas, a Carnival Christmas from 1994. Uh, this one is called Santa Killers. It's ICP featuring Mike E. Clark and Fink the East Side G. Again, originally reviewed by us in episode nine. You can go back and listen to it. But Aaron, any thoughts here? Uh, yeah. So uh, I remember my my first thought. Well, really, my only thought is I don't remember any of these as well as Santa is a fat bitch. 
you know, it's like the, they sound familiar to me. I know I've listened to them in the past multiple times, but Santa's a fat bitch. That's just the, it's the ace of clubs, baby. It wasn't until I, I started listening to the song and it started up that I remembered very distinctly listening to it. And I was like, oh, yeah. So this is the song from the OG version of Carnival Xmas that didn't make it to the re-released two-song single in 1997. Because Island re-released ah. just uh, Santa's a Fat Bitch and Red Christmas without this song on it. And also, yes. there was another track called It's Coming that was just a sort of lead-up teaser for the Riddlebox album. That didn't make it. All yeah, either. I remember that. Right. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, but when this first started, there's this sample, musical sample that my brain went, oh, yeah, I remember saying this is the same music that Krispy Kreme used in his Christmas song about John Cena. OK, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, I think it's a cool song, maybe just because it's a little more rare and unknown. I also think it's fun to hear Mike Clark, you know, just getting unhinged on a verse and the one line that always stands out, and I remember thinking about it last time too, is Santa won't bring me a BM. And I know he means BMW, but when he says that, I think of BM like bowel movement. <laughs> and it just sounds funny. Also, Santa, please, I want to shit. Yeah. There's also this whole part in the chorus where all of them are saying, Santa Claus, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of funny to hear all of them because it sounds less like they're killing them and more like maybe they're doing something else to him. Yeah. But yeah, it's catchy. Cool song. I mean, this is a cool song. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, we've listened to it before. Like I said, if you want to hear, or like Eric said, rather, if you want to hear our in depth review, it's episode nine. Nine. Have fun. Well, let's go ahead and move on to the next song, and that is. My favorite things. This is by Twisted and Blaze, aka the Bambino Boys. Um, this was originally released on Twisted's Cryptic Collection Holiday Edition 2009. And uh, shout out to Jiggles who offered this uh, information. He believes this may have originally been from Twisted's Purple Show series in 2003. So that's fun. Uh, so, Eric, what do you got? Uh, man, I don't know what to think about this. This. <laughs> This is hilarious and stupid. It's almost like a skit, right? It's right. It's Jamie and his, I guess, manager. And Blaze is like the manager guy. And they're both doing this like New York accent. And Blaze is like, listen to my boy sing. He's got the voice of an angel. And and Jamie's singing um, a rewritten verse from My Favorite Things. But Blaze keeps going... Turn it up. He can't hear it. And he's like, I can hear it. I'm fine. Turn it up. It's like, it's right. so dumb, but it's really yeah. funny. And it's short. It's like a minute long. What did you think? Yeah, no, it's it's stupid. If it was any longer than what it is, uh, it would have been bad. But it's funny. It's funny. Yeah. I, th- I, I thought it was funny. It's fun. You know, when you think it takes you a few seconds to be like, oh, okay, no, this is just supposed to be some dumb thing. Right. Uh, this isn't a song. This is just supposed to be some dumb thing to break up the album, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it did its job. It was funny. I liked it. Cool. Well, let's move on to track 10. This one is called Kill Santa Man by ABK. This, from what I can tell, is a new song for this album. And the beat is basically they jacked Cypress Hill's song, How I Could Just Kill a Man, and added some Christmas flair over it. What'd you think of this one? 
First of all, I said, how many times is this dude going to die on this album? Talking about Santa. <laughs> I have the same thing written. It says, how many songs on this album are about killing Santa? Cause he didn't bring you gifts. <laughs> uh, I thought the flows were good. I thought the chorus was catchy. It was, it was fine. It was, it was good. I liked it. Yeah. Well, I mean, what can I, you say? I didn't have it? a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I had that. Like, I was like, oh, this song's clever enough. It's put together well. I think that Cypress Hill aspect is what makes it stand out, right? If you oh, hadn't, oh, yeah. if, if he hadn't jacked how I could just kill a man, I don't think this song would stand out. And I think that is the humor of the song. It's reworking <laughs> a Cypress Hill song to be a goofy Christmas song about killing Santa. Uh, tired concept. But he did a fun thing with it. Uh, yeah, there's nothing I, more I to say it. about it on my end. Perfect. Let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, move on to the next song, which uh, is another jacked beat. Believe it or not, it is. Um, and this one you can't even tell at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, track eleven, waiting on Christmas gifts. This is Twisted Blaze, Violent J, and uh, Sin. Uh, originally released as a free download in 2002 under the name of A Very Twisted Christmas. There's also originally a two-minute skit at the beginning, uh, and then, Eric, you were kind enough to send a YouTube link. By the way, very funny. We can talk about it in a second. Yeah. But the beat that j they jacked, like I was talking about, was uh, <laughs> Snoop Dogg's song Gin and Juice. What you got, Eric? You know... Shaggy's not listed, but I feel like I've heard, I hear his voice in the hook on this one as well. Um, yeah, I think maybe. they were all the other. This is mostly a twisted song, right? But you've got everybody else in there just kind of having fun. This is goddamn hilarious. Twisted is good as fuck at Christmas songs. Like, they're good at this. I think Monoxide's opening verse is fucking fantastic, and it borders between a writer's esque like do my own thing with the beat and directly write a Christmas parody of the original verse. And it's more along that, the latter and the hook is fucking hilarious sitting by the tree, sipping eggnog waiting on Christmas gifts. And then that eggnog is so funny with yeah. my mind on my presence and my presence on my mind, which I think is Shaggy's part. Jamie's verse is fucking great. Blaze's verse is fucking great. They kill this song. I was not ready for this to be as awesome as it is, but what, what were your thoughts? <laughs> My thoughts were, I literally said, uh, twisted is fucking dope at Christmas song. <laughs> yes. Like for real. Yes. No. So, okay. Of course, you know, my joke introing the song was hinting at, they don't even change up the chorus pattern at all. No. Right. Uh, but, but, you know, it, that's because this is a stupid fun, like they're not trying to hide the fact that they jacked gin and juice, No, you know, like, like, cause it's fun. It's a fun Christmas song. And, uh, the way that they execute the chorus is very, very good with my mind on my presence and my presence on my mind. Uh, super fun, like parody song. Everybody killed their verses as well. You're correct. I loved it. I, you're right. I wasn't prepared when I saw on the uh, outline, when I saw this beat was Jack from Soup Dogs, Gin and Juice, I rolled my eyes. I'm like, oh, God, here we go. But then I listened to it. I was like, oh, that was actually fucking sick. I, I like that it's not a song about killing Santa or rejecting Christmas. This is about them loving Christmas and being like stoked on Christmas. And it works. It's, and it's great. And it works. And it works. Yeah. 
and that uh that skit at the beginning uh that you sent mm. was really funny as well they so that cryptic collection uh holiday edition seems to have a lot of skits and stuff on it i'm excited for when we're going to get to that album because i can't wait to listen to it hopefully it's oh, around that's gonna christmas be a lot of fun yes that's gonna be a lot of fun yeah um okay let's move on to track 12 this one's called scanna claws this is icp abk twisted and sin of zug island uh originally released with issue 12 of the pendulum comic in december of 2001 this was actually the final pendulum single what were your thoughts you know i was kind of upset that it wasn't a ska song yeah, it should with ska right at the beginning. Skanta yeah, claws, right at the beginning. Skanta claws. Come on, guys, G- give me some. Uh, hop, 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 hop. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Some of those. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Yeah, yeah. Do better next time. Um, <laughs> okay, so my thoughts on uh, Skanta claws. Not much. Uh, we're coming off of what I thought was the most hilarious. And solid song on the album up to this point, and uh, it it kind of exists. I don't. I, I thought that the beat was okay. Their flows were solid. I don't have much on it. it, it it's it's there. Okay. Oh, I have a couple more thoughts than you, but not a lot more. Please do. Please do. When it first starts, I'm like, all right, this is a fun beat, and then I'm like, wait a minute, is Jay taking on the role of Santa in this song? Oh, he is. He's talking from Santa's perspective. Weird. I'm like, okay, interesting, interesting. And then all of a sudden, Sin comes in and those big rock guitars. And I'm like, no, nope, fuck this. I'm out. It's it's very 2001 ICP. Although, once I get past that, I do love the tell us what you want parts. Because they're bringing in some of their different characters from that era. Uh, I like some of the things that they say they want. A hydraulic pump. A big chocolate donut, uh, a craftsman socket set, a big bucket of chicken. Like, there's some funny stuff. Uh, but also, hotcakes, hot take here. I just Ooh. don't think Sin's a particularly good singer. That's my thought. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he is either. But anyway, it's it changes things up a little bit. I don't love the song. I would not put this on a Christmas playlist or anything. I'm not mad that I heard it. This is the perfect place for a song like this. Sure. I, I think that if I would have heard it on any other anything, honestly, I probably would have shat all over it, but probably. it just existed in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, it is fine. Let, well, let's go ahead and move on to the uh, the next song, which is, yet again, from uh, Twisted's Cryptic Collection Holiday Edition in 2009. Uh, this is track 13, Sad Christmas Song by Twisted and Blaze. What you got? Whew. My opinion that Twisted is really good at Christmas song stands with this one, but holy fuck, this is legitimately sad. Like, fuck, sad. When I saw the title, I thought I was in for something funny, like, oh, sad Christmas song. This is not funny. This is legitimately sad. Jamie starts off with this verse about a guy getting fired right before Christmas, and he's too proud to tell his wife and family that he got fired. So he he tells them everything is fine and he drives to work every day just to sit in the parking lot in his car, punching the steering wheel and screaming. What a dismal picture that paints. Oh, yeah. Blaze has another verse that's similar and also dark. Paul's verse is a little scary, though, because at first, like he makes it very clear. He says, this is Paul's verse. This isn't monoxide talking. This is me. 
And yeah. It sounds like he's talking about sitting in the garage with the car running and the windows down, but you come to find that he is not killing himself. He's killing somebody else. And that is a little weird. It feels slightly out of place with the other two verses, but equally as dark because he's definitely directly referencing the darkness and, and depression that can come with the holiday season driving him to this point. But Holy shit, this is a dark song. Like, it's a fantastically put together song, but it brings it brings everything down. What, what were your thoughts on this? Yeah, this song is sad. It's exactly what the title says, but I was not prepared. No. Um, it is a v- incredibly serious song, very well done. Uh yeah, I had a note when he said, yeah, he says, fuck monoxide, this is straight from Paul. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, that was like, that added to the seriousness so, so much. Yeah. I think they killed all their verses, the subject matter. They they killed how they talked about it. I loved it. But it, yeah. it definitely brought down. The yeah. Album. It might be the saddest <laughs> Christmas song I've heard, to be honest. I would say so, yeah. It's up Probably there at very insane. least. Up there at very least, yeah. for sure. All right, let's move on to track 14. This one's called Hatchet House. This is ICP, Boondocks, Twisted, and Blaze. This track was originally released as a free download in 2006. What were your thoughts? So this is another song that doesn't have a holiday-themed title, but it dispels any rumors of it not being holiday-themed as soon as you kick in and it says, it's Christmas. Yeah, there's an intro from Vinyl J and Shaggy just saying about it's Christmas and stuff. I thought the chorus was super cool on this one. I think the beat was was pretty pretty sick. Honestly, coming off of a song as serious as the last one was and kind of getting into this song that's kind of like a, a compilation group song of, you know, with, with multiple artists. It's just kind of like, oh, yeah, hey, it's holiday season. Time for this. Uh, snowman and smoking all the weed and you know sipping hot cocoa well saying they don't sip hot cocoa and talking about how they do christmas right it's fun it just is weird coming off of a song as serious the pre as the previous song was so it exists i think at this point you know if they were cutting songs to maybe shave this down to 12 songs 10 songs Maybe this is one I'd cut. Yeah. It was okay. I, you know, I'd kind of agree with you on some level. I I know why the song is placed where it is. However, if the last two tracks on this album had been Sad Christmas Song and then Mikey Clark's Silent Night, what a note to have ended an album on. You'd walk away <laughs> just feeling so fucking depressed. Uh, but I think this is placed here to lighten it up because- uh, yeah. So I'm not a big fan of it musically, but they're having fun with it. It's just, except for a few lines, it's light. It's funny. It's not a, a hard concept. The concept here is they're at the hatchet house. The whole psychopathic family is together for Christmas, right? And this is what Christmas is like for yeah. them. Uh, and it's, they're just giving all their funny Christmas lines. It feels a little fluff, you know, uh, they just did it just for fun. But I think it's Christmas song and that's okay to do. There's a line, and I think it's Shaggy says, I saw Madrox finger banging Miss Claus, and I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. 
I think Jay calls Santa Claus a pedophile at some point, which is a little, that's, that's not particularly funny, but it's a fine song. I, it was, I think it was put where it is to lighten things up at the end of the album, but it's fine. Yeah. I mean, it lightens things up. You're right. Because the next song uh, we're getting into also a similar vibe to uh sad Christmas song. Hey, I mean, why, let's get it. You ready to get into it? Let's do it. All right. Track number 15, the final track on the album, and that is Silent Night. Uh, this is by Mike E. Clark and is a new song for this album. Eric, what are your thoughts? I don't even know what to say about it. It's just this dismal, droning, dark. It's Silent Night. Mikey Clark is a fucking hero for making this because it's hilarious, uh, but also like it kind of stops you in your tracks and you're like, what is happening right now? Such a funny way to end the album if you are able to laugh at this kind of thing. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I especially like the end where you've got throughout, you've got these like really like low sort of like spoken lyrics and then the last very little portion of it has these pitched up kind of like creepy vocals that go along with it like the whole thing is just creepy and dark and weird i don't know that i would ever put it on to listen to but at the end of this album very fun uh what were your thoughts yeah i thought that it was funny i liked it a lot yeah uh on the surface level you're like it, you know it feels like a drug-fueled nightmare sequence. Kind of. Yeah, I could uh, picture this yeah. in in the right movie. This could yes. be, like, if they made Requiem for a Dream, the holiday edition, this song could be in there. Oh, God. The, okay, you know what? I, th- I think that Requiem for a Dream holiday edition is the perfect way to encapsulate what this song is. Yeah, totally. I, I, I think it's great. I like it. I, f- yeah. I was, like, a fucking... Mike E. Clark, what a legend. Yes. This is sick. Absolutely. Um, but but I could definitely see, especially if you go from sad Christmas song into this. <laughs> that would have oh, been ridiculous. Be the worst. <laughs> that would have been the worst album ender of all time. <laughs> or the best. I mean, I, I would love I would love it. Yes. But same. people would be like, what the fuck are your problem? <laughs> what, what's your fucking problem? <laughs> oh no i yeah fucking great well, there i we liked go. it there we go that's 15 tracks uh i kind of we both knew that we'd sort of blow through them and here they are blown through consider this album blown <laughs> 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 well i guess it's time to uh do our fago score or we can do our overall thoughts oh you know what that sounds good Um, so (laughs) Eric, what, what, what you got for me? I don't have a lot of thoughts. Uh, you know, this wasn't an album that was built to be a complete thought. It's a compilation of songs. Right. And of course I love, I love why they created it. I love how they gave it away. I think that's amazing. Uh, but I do think a whole album of songs like this is a bit much, uh, Christmas music. Isn't my thing in general. But I think EPs and singles for this type of music is perfect, right? Put them out individually. Right. 
I mean, this is a good comp of songs. For the most part, they're good songs. It's really, basically, ICP's Carnival Christmas and Twisted's Cryptic Collection Holiday Edition mashed together with some extra tracks. Overall, fun to hear. If if you are a fan of ICP, Twisted, any of these artists, of Christmas in general, uh, if you are a juggalo or even somebody who just has a sense of humor... This is one you should check out, should be in your collection, I think. But what were your thoughts? So my my thoughts don't really differ from yours that much. Uh, and I kind of alluded to it when I said, you know, if you're going to cut and maybe make this 10 to 12 songs, if you still want an album, whatever. Uh, when I was talking about Hatchet House, my main thought is why not do two EPs and do the toy drive two years in a row? And I know that we complain about length a lot and it's not like this was a bear to listen to. I mean, it was under an hour. Yeah. Even with that, it's listening to five songs about killing Santa that could have been parsed out between multiple releases and you could have done, you know, if, if I'm, if I'm in that area and I think, Oh my God, if I bring a, you know, if I bring a toy to this show and it's valued at $10 or more, I'm going to get, a Christmas CD. I'm going to do that. Yeah. If I find out days leading up, oh, it's just an EP, I'm not going to be like, oh, never mind. Right. No, that's fine. Like, if no, it's six new songs will. or yeah. six, even a compilation of six or eight songs, fuck yeah. Yeah. No, because at that point, first of all, you could, I, you could bring, you know, a toy and get a, a, a single. And at that point, you're paying $10 for one song economically, you know, at, at the time where, uh, the songs are 99 cents on iTunes. Yeah, it, it, it's very expensive, but you're holding a song that you bought with a toy like drive thing, which is a cool thing. A collectible And you help CD. somebody else out. It's a yeah. collectible. Exactly. Even, even for a single, if it was a new Christmas <laughs> single each year and they did a toy drive, fuck yeah, I would do it. I don't think that they would have lost out on anybody if they would have just uh, did singles and no. did it. Yeah, like over years, you know, and even like I said, if they wanted to cut this in half and do two EPs, fuck yeah, do it. What I'm saying is that I'm not going to look at how many songs or what I get from this CD and be like, turn my nose away at it. If it's not a full album, right. nobody would do that. Right, right. Either way, though, so, I mean, not mad that they did what they did. Oh, yeah. No, no not at all. And I think that, uh, again, this is fun to listen to. You're right. It's pretty much. Uh, it's pretty much a carnival Christmas and uh, the cryptic collection holiday edition with a few other things. But I like, I mean, it, it puts four juggalos. It puts Christmas songs from multiple artists that they love in one place that they can just click on and press play during the holiday season. And that's cool. Yeah. You just have to skip psycho killer because you're like, Oh, okay. You took me out of the Christmas vibe, but okay. Yes, exactly. Well, there we go. Here it is. That's that's my overall thoughts. Uh, shall we talk personal favorite songs? Oh, I thought you would want to go to Fago scores first. Oh, you know what? Uh, I figured maybe we just don't do Fago scores today. Okay, I'll meet you halfway there. We'll do our favorite tracks now and then Fago scores after. Okay. <laughs> I forgot my own goddamn bit. Personal favorite tracks, and the reason I forgot my own bit was because I was in the middle of looking to make sure uh, one of these is already on our, 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 already on our comprehensive playlist. 
Just one? I would think two of them are. From what I can tell... Just Santa's a fat bitch? Oh, you know what? There's a second one on there. Is it Santa's a fat bitch and Red Christmas? It's Santa's a fat bitch and Santa Killers. Oh, okay. Weird. Yeah. Those were our Uh, picks when we reviewed uh, episode nine, when we reviewed the original EP. Yeah, and for some reason, the Santa Killers version came from Holiday Heat. Because it's only on Holiday Heat. They didn't release it... uh, on the it's not How on the did we review that then because i pulled it from holiday heat and made a playlist oh okay that makes sense all right yeah i got you um well there you go so two of these i would say are ineligible but only one of them i feel like probably i would have made it back on yeah for sure i have one i have two i have three okay should we say our 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 top pick on three if they're not going to be the same you don't think so no i don't think so well i mean i'm let's try it ready one two three right decorate your christmas tree (laughs) did you really say decorate your christmas tree (laughs) fuck yeah i did i loved it i also loved ride a holiday though (laughs) Uh, my top three are ride a holiday waiting on christmas gifts and sad christmas song i think those are the three best ones to me on this album waiting on christmas gifts uh was my number two so i would definitely love to put that on since that was uh is one that we definitely agree upon but honestly if i had to pick a third i would say sad christmas song would be i can't believe you picked decorate your christmas tree oh my god i thought it was fun i thought it was fun and funny i liked it it is funny i knew you would like it um i'm fine with ride a holiday or waiting on christmas gifts either one of those whichever one you think is more deserving well we have to put on two well you i thought you were putting on uh decorate your christmas tree for yourself no i'm not gonna force you if if we have two that we have in common i'm not gonna force you to Oh, okay. I'm not going to lose out on one. Well, I'll let you I'll let you choose which two go on. We've talked about the ones that uh, four songs that we think are at the top, uh, wherever our overlap is. That's the ones that our, should go. So our, our overlap is Sad Christmas Song and Waiting on Christmas Gifts. Yeah, it's kind of weird, though. Sad Christmas Song doesn't have ICP on it at all. And this is our ICP playlist. Yeah, but I mean, we... For that reason, we almost have to go with two tracks that have ICP. Well, so that, that begs the question, then does that mean when we start on Twisted, we're not going to have, we're going to start a new playlist? Yeah, for sure. Oh, I just assumed that this was going to be the podcast playlist and it's oh, just no. going to be comprehensive. I think we wrap up the ICP playlist at the end of this season and then we start a Twisted one. Fuck it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So uh, what are the two then? My vote. And, and tell me what you think would be Ride a Holiday and Waiting on Christmas Gifts. Because even though Waiting on Christmas Gifts is mostly twisted, we at least have ICP on there. Yeah, true. You know what? And, and Ride a Holiday was pretty pretty good as well. Uh, so I'm not mad about, about that one going on there. Let's put, toss that on there as well as Waiting on Christmas Gifts. And let's look at the playlist that is now... 118 songs, 8 hours and 27 minutes. That's crazy. That is crazy. That's nuts. Well, Aaron, I I know you've been waiting for it the entire episode. Do you want to talk about Fago scores? No, thanks. 
Uh, yes, I would love to. I, I was going to be totally fine with just skipping it and moving on to see what would happen. <laughs> oh, I don't want the uproar that we would have to deal with uh, for not giving Holiday Heat a Fago score. Wow. There might be a, some angry, angry people. At least um, one. Or some angry, angry beavers. Oh, I yeah. Like that TV the show. The angry beavers. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool TV show. Okay. I, you know, this Fago score is not really that serious to me. I didn't put a super long amount of thought into it. It's, it's a fun holiday album. You know what I mean? Like that's, that is what it is. And when you think, think about it like that, I had a great time listening to it. My great time was enhanced because I was listening to it during the holiday season, which is when you're supposed to listen to this stuff, right? I have a proposal here. Let's score this one slightly differently rather than going through our four categories. And I think we both know what we might have put in for scores. We've got beats coming from, you know, multiple years worth of, I mean, 15 plus years worth of releases. And it's all over the place in different artists. And we could scrutinize those details. But I think that we should... Give it just one overall score, each of us, and then combine those together. And I'm trying to think of what the most holiday-flavored Fago could possibly be. I'm going to say, you know what, Eric? Here's This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to say that uh, Holiday Heat gets four dead Santas for me. Oh, yeah. I mean, hey, that's that's how this works, right? We're getting dead Santas out of it. Uh, I'm going to give it three and a half dead Santas. So what's our score? Let's see. It's 3.75, which is, it, it makes it a, somehow, this is a four fig, or four dead Santa release. Perfect. Uh, that's fun. You know what? It, it, I had a fun time listening to it. I had an even more fun time talking about it with you. Uh, and I, as I'm sure... Our uh, our homies are going to have a good time listening to it. I hope so. Right. But also, I just discovered that Fago had or has a flavor called St. Nick's Cranberry Smash and another one called St. Nick's Ooh. Holiday Punch. Oh, that's fun. I would They're love to try They're not still in that. production. I, I don't think so, but I would love to try St. Nick's Cranberry the, Smash. Oh, the cranberry one sounds delightful. I would delightful. love to try the cranberry one, yeah. Has anybody tried those? Do they still exist? If you've tried either of the St. Nick's flavors, apparently they were created and sold in conjunction conjunction with uh, St. Jude's. I guess they were making don't. Oh, candy cane cola. That doesn't sound so good, but it was it was to benefit St. Jude's. But I want to try those. They're probably they don't they might have just made them once. But either way, I want to know about it. I want to know what cranberry smash was like. Yeah, that sounds delish. Hit us up, guys. Let us know. Well, guys, that was our episode. Yay. It was a, a little bit of a shorty, but a goodie. That's what she said. Actually, we're kind of coming in right right where an episode should, but we've been getting long. But yeah. you know what? Oh, well. I had fun either way. Eric, did you? I did indeed have fun. Yes. And you know what? Next week is going to be fun as well. It is. Because next week is going to be a super special episode. That's right. You're getting holiday flavor from two weeks in a row from the ICP with we dirty boys. It's our second annual Christmas episode. 
I'm stoked. I'm, I'm stoked excited. on that. And then we're going to take the following week off uh, for Christmas. We're we're gonna we're gonna take some time with loved ones and whatever. We're gonna go kill Santa and who knows. Uh, but we will be back after that episode in the new year. Uh, yes, we shall be back in the new year after that episode, and it's going to be a fun time kicking off 2022. Eric, until then, what can what can people do to talk to us? You knew a lot, but you just said something that blew my mind. We started this this podcast at the beginning of 2020. We are now talking about going into 2022. That's wild. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I mean, we're talking season five of this show. Yes. Upcoming. Season five will be starting in a couple of months, probably. I would, yeah, I would say, I mean, barring any sort of crazy breaks we may need to take, uh, we're talking two months, three months away from uh, season five. Can you believe it? Uh, That I can, and it's, I also can't. That's crazy. Here's how you can talk to us. Uh, The best way to keep up with us and also to hang out with an amazing group of people, uh, just join our Discord. Uh, There's always conversations going on, great people to meet up with and hang out with there. Uh, But you can also talk to us there. And there is a link in the description. You can also find us on social media. You can go to Twitter or Instagram. We are ICPWWE. You can also email us. Our email address is ICPWWE at gmail.com. So if you're an email type ninja and you want to pleasure the daemon for Christmas, hit us up with an email. Tell us what's on your mind. Aaron, how can people support us and where can they find you? You can find me and all of my stuff at www.gristlemedia.com. You can also find me streaming on Twitch, twitch.tv slash gristlemedia. Uh, about four days a week, having a great time. You can also support us in two amazing ways. One of which being visit our merch store, see if there's anything cool that you'd like to pick up. Maybe that's Aaron on your can. <laughs> maybe for Christmas. Zero sold so far. <laughs> may, maybe for Christmas we'll add a that's Eric on your can and, and you can buy the set. Ooh, keep a lookout. Get your loved ones the set. Yeah. We got some cool stuff up there. Eric kills it with the merch designs for us. In fact, I'm going to, after this, actually go ahead and order my little jokesters shirt because uh, I forgot to uh, do so beforehand. You can also support us through our Patreon, patreon.com slash ICPWWE. We have three amazing tiers uh, starting at $3, going all the way up to $10. And uh, shout out. Big shout out to Rob, our top tier patron, uh, for his support. And uh, check that out. We got some some amazing uh, perks and good times. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, have a holly jolly Christmas. I'm saying that like this is our final speaking before Christmas. It's but not. we have an entire Christmas episode yeah, next we'll, week. We'll talk so, to you uh, next week. You know what? Fuck you. We'll talk to you next week, shithead. Whoop, whoop.
3 cups flour, 2 teaspoons ginger, ground, 1 teaspoon cinnamon, ground, 1 teaspoon baking soda, 1 quarter teaspoon nutmeg, ground, 1 quarter teaspoon salt, 3 quarters cup butter, softened, 3 quarters cup firmly packed brown sugar, 1 half cup molasses, 1 egg, 1 teaspoon vanilla extract. Step 1 Mix flour, ginger, cinnamon, baking soda, nutmeg and salt in large bowl. Set aside. Beat butter and brown sugar in large bowl with electric mixer on medium speed until light and fluffy. Add molasses, egg and vanilla. Mix well. Gradually beat in flour mixture on low speed until well mixed. Press dough into a thick flat disc. Wrap in plastic wrap. Refrigerate 4 hours or overnight. Step 2 Preheat oven to 350 degrees Fahrenheit. Roll out dough to 1 quarter inch thickness on lightly floured work surface. Cut into gingerbread men shapes with 5 inch cookie cutter. Place 1 inch apart on ungreased baking sheets. Step 3 Bake 8 to 10 minutes or until edges of cookies are set and just begin to brown. Cool on baking sheets 1 to 2 minutes. Remove to wire racks. Cool completely. Decorate cold cookies as desired. Then the only thing left to do is just eat those bitches, motherfucker.